Om Shri Sai Ram, offering most humble pranams at the divine lotus feet of our ever-present Lord. Invoking Bhagwan's benediction for today's talk, dear listeners, my very loving Sai Ram to all of you. Om Sahana Vavatu Sahana Ubhunaktu Sahaviryankaravavahai ஸ்வினாவதீத்தமஸ்துமாவிஷாவீஷாவீஷாபணமஸ்து விஷல் ஃபஸ்ட் சாண்ட் த இன்வோகேட்ரி பிரேய ஆஃப் தத்வோத வாசுதேவேந்திரோகீந்திரம்னோபோதோபிதீயேஃபோல்ஃபிகேஷன்ஸ்கால்ஸாதனச்சுஷ்டய we also saw the invocatory prayer in which the author expresses his gratitude to the lord and also to his guru and he speaks about the anubandha chatushtaya wherein he says who is qualified to read this text that is called adhikari and the qualification required as the author says is the fourfold qualification of sadhana chatushtaya and he also says what is the subject matter the vishaya of the text it is about the knowledge of the self itself tatva viveka or tatva bodha and he also says the benefit of studying this text is this gives us a means to liberation and he speaks about the anubandha chatushtaya like this and then we discussed in detail the sadhana chatushtaya which consists of viveka vairagya shamadi shatka sampattihi and mumukshutvam viveka as we saw is nitya anitya vastu vivekaha discriminating between what is eternal and what is ephemeral real or unreal and viraga we saw is yaha amutra palabhoga viragaha which means giving up our attachment to the fruits of action earned here and here after and then comes the sixfold in a wealth which is called shamadi shatka sampatti shamaha is mano nigraha control of the mind dama is chakshuradi bahyendriya nigraha which means control of the external senses which includes the five gnanendriyas the five senses of perception and five senses of action called the karmendriyas and then comes uparati which means withdrawing ourselves from worldly activities which do not take us anywhere as far as our goal is concerned and the author defines it as swadharma anushthana meva which means to be centered on the atman and to perform 
and to observe strictly our swadharma which is atma dharma and then comes titiksha which means shitoshna sukha dukkhadi sahishnutvam endurance of the dualities of life like heat cold sorrow and happiness and so on and then the fifth component in this sixfold inner wealth is shraddha which means having complete faith in the words of the guru and the scriptures and assiduously practicing them and it is defined as guru vedanta vakyadishu vishwasaha the last one is samadhana and samadhanam is defined as chittaikagrata single pointed focus of the mind on the atman and the fourth component of sadhana chatushtaya is mumukshutvam moksham me bhuyat iti ichha which means an intense longing that i have to be liberated i have to be free and now we shall move on to the next topic which is tatva viveka before that a word about sadhana chatushtaya itself as we see this fourfold qualification and as we discussed last week also the most important thing that we require is chitta shuddhi purity of the mind and also bhava samshuddhi which means purity of our intentions our feelings and emotions and well how do we get this once a great devotee of bhagwan a dental surgeon by profession and his name is dr fani banda he happened to ask swami swami what is the role of shri satya sai seva organization in your divine mission swami said nothing nothing swami then why is such a big organization spread across so many countries was his question then swami said it is for your chitta shuddhi the purity of your mind purity of your heart i have given this organization to you so bhagwan has given us this organization and under the umbrella of his organization he has given us seva and sadhana to acquire chitta shuddhi and most importantly what we need is to surrender to the lotus feet of the lord because as swami himself says when a fisherman casts his net it is only the fish which are swimming close to the feet of the fisherman that do not get caught in the net similarly it is when we take refuge at the lotus feet of the master we can escape this subtle net of maya and we can easily progress in our spiritual journey and we should all remember the very first bhajan that bhagwan has taught us is manasa bhajare guru charanam dustara bhavasagara taranam it is only taking refuge at his lotus feet that we are able to develop this fourfold qualification of sadhana chatushtaya which is very essential for a spiritual sadhaka 
now we shall continue with the text the question asked is tatva vivekaha kaha which means what is this tatva viveka tatva viveka means an inquiry or an analysis into the truth viveka is analysis and tatva is the truth then the guru says atma satyam tadanyat sarvam mithyeti atma satyam which means the atman alone is real and tadanyat other than that sarvam everything else whatever is there mithya iti he says it is called mithya and we shall come to this word mithya a little later so satyam as we know is the absolute truth satyam also means that which is real and satyam can also mean sat which means existence as in the word sat chit ananda and what exactly is this sat or the truth or the reality see what normally what do we consider as real what are the criteria that we normally take for calling something as real see we think what we see is real we take perceptibility as one of the criteria to define something which is real but we all know it is not true say for instance we don't see the infrared rays the ultraviolet rays or the strong foundation of a high rise building but that doesn't mean that they are not true that they are not real or that they don't exist so perceptibility cannot be considered as the criteria to say that a particular thing is real or it is true then we think something which is durable that is real so durability we think is one of the criteria but like say for instance the house we are living in it is an ancestral home which has lasted many generations and because of its durability we think it is real and it is true but we all know it is not true so durability cannot be considered as one of the criteria and then we consider utility to be the criteria something which is very useful for us something which is beneficial for us say our name fame position the relationships that we have we consider that to be real and we think that will last forever but we all know it is not the case and what majority think as real we also think as real but if we see clearly if we analyze properly we ourselves can make out that perceptibility durability utility and majority cannot be the criteria to say something is real so the basic criteria to say that something is real is non contradictibility which means the presence of something cannot be contradicted in any point of time then what exactly is meant by sat or satyam something 
that exists in all the three periods of time past present and future which is not subject to any change at all which is always there which is permanent which doesn't come and go that should be considered as real or the truth so the guru says only atman alone is real because atman alone exists in all the three periods of time as swami would say trikala badhyam satyam and then if sat is there the opposite of it should be there asat so if sat means existence asat means non existence something which doesn't exist at all see the example given is the horns on the head of a rabbit which doesn't exist but the author doesn't say other than atman everything is asat no he uses the word mithya then what is meant by mithya mithya is actually something which is not there something which is not real something which is not true but it appears to be real it appears as existing so we can translate the word mithya as an illusion as an appearance or we can say it is a falsity so according to this definition atman alone is the truth and real and everything else which includes our own body mind the world that we see around they are all mithya means they are an illusion see a thirsty traveler sees water at a distance while traveling in a desert and he thinks that there is water but it is not actually water when he goes near he finds out it is only an illusion it is only a mirage and there is no water in it similarly there is no essence in the world it appears to be there but it is not truly there that's why it is called samsarameva nisaram there is no essence in this world because it is only an illusion one of the classic examples given in vedanta to explain this concept is called rajju sarpa nyaya rajju means the rope and sarpa means the snake in darkness i see something crawling on the ground and i think it is a snake and i am terrified with fear and i scream out snake snake like that but a friend of mine who is next to me he flashes torchlight and in that light we clearly see that it is not a snake and it is only a rope similarly this atman is the rope that alone is the truth and in our ignorance and ignorance is compared to darkness and in this darkness of ignorance we think that this world to be real that means we superimpose this world on the atman like just as in darkness we superimpose snake on the rope but the snake doesn't exist the rope itself appears as the snake to us similarly it is the atman that is appearing to us as our body mind and this world 
and why does this happen and we all know it is because of ignorance or avidya the darkness of ignorance and in this ignorance though we are complete by ourselves we are paripurna we think we are incomplete and because of this we think if we acquire something from outside of us that fulfills us and we get fulfillment and we become complete and this is why the desire to acquire things in the world is born in us avidya leading to kama and we think if we change our home into a palatial mansion we are going to be happy or if we change our job that brings us happiness or say unmarried people think when they get married that gives them fulfillment so when we change uh, sometimes the people in our life itself we are going to get the happiness that we are looking for and this is what we do and it is this karma the desire to acquire things from the world that leads to karma or action but when we know as per this definition that everything other than the atman is an illusion it doesn't exist at all so what is the practical implication of this statement for us see our sense of security normally comes from the bank balance we have and the good relationships that we possess the name the fame the prestige the position that we have in the society but when we know all this is an illusion and all this is not real then though we continue to act at the transactional level the vyavaharika level or the functional level yes we need a job to survive a job to live and we need a shelter to live and all these are necessary and though we entertain all these things though we acquire all these things but what happens is when we know that our happiness doesn't depend upon all these things and all this has only dependent existence on the atman and all this is an illusion and not real at all then what happens is though we continue to function in the world there is no chasing after these things there is no craving or hankering for these things or the objects the relationships in the world and we know only the truth the atman can give us the bliss the complete fulfillment the complete freedom that we are looking for this is the practical implication when we really understand what is tatva viveka when we analyze the truth or when we enquire into the truth who am i if all this is illusory unreal then what is reality that jignasa jignasa means gnatum ichha that we want to know the truth that yearning is born in us and we become a mumukshu as the bhagavad gita says there are four types of devotees artha arthartha jignasu and gnani Artha is a person who cries out to the Lord for relief from misery and he is a devotee and the Lord fulfills his prayer and Artharthi who is also a devotee is one who prays to the Lord for certain worldly wealth position and so on he is also considered as a devotee but when we understand this tatva viveka 
that atman alone is real and everything else has a dependent existence on the atman and it is all illusory then what happens is we progress from this artha and artharthi to higher types of devotees that is jignasu one who has the yearning to know the truth and gnani one who has realized this truth and this is the advantage that we get when we enquire into the truth that is tatva viveka now the disciple asks the guru atma kaha you spoke about atma you said atma satyam and what is this atma itself what is the meaning of this word atma then the guru replies sthula sukshma karana sharirat vyatirikta panchakoshatitah san avasthatraya sakshi sachidananda swarupah san yasthishthati saha atma he defines atma like this atma is that which is sthula sukshma karana sharirat vyatirikta vyatirikta means apart from other than which is other than the three bodies that is sthula the gross body sukshma the subtle body and karana sharira the causal body so atman is other than these three bodies then panchakoshatitaha atitaha means beyond which is beyond the five sheets avasthatraya sakshi which is the witness to the three states of consciousness and then he says sachidananda swarupaha it is of the nature of sat chit ananda sat being or existence chit consciousness or awareness and anandaha which means bliss yasthishthati saha atma and what remains other than all these things that is atman see as swami says you are not one but you are three what others think you are what you think you are and what you really are so sthula sharira the gross body is the physical body which everyone can see and others consider this to be our reality and then beyond this is the sukshma sharira the subtle body the subtle body consisting of the mind which is only known to us unless someone is a telepath he cannot know this mind of ours so something which we know and something which we consider ourselves to be that is sukshma sharira and then there is this karana sharira which means the causal body and this karana sharira is the seat of all our inherent tendencies called vasanas and these are in fact the cause of the other two bodies the gross body and the subtle body and the author says this atman is apart from all these things that is why swami says the third identity is what you really are that is the atman then panchakoshatitah 
panchakoshatitaha means that which is beyond the five sheets so the atman is covered with these sheets and it is beyond these five sheets the first sheet as we know is the annamaya kosha which is called the food sheet and annamaya kosha is a part of the gross body or the sthula sharira and beyond that is the pranamaya kosha which is the vital air sheet and this is the place where all the physiological functions of the body take place say like digestion absorption assimilation circulation of blood respiration elimination all these physiological functions take place here and beyond this is our mind our thoughts our memories perceptions feelings emotions and this is called the manomaya kosha the mental sheath and beyond that is the vijnanamaya kosha which is the sheath of the intellect and this intellect the deciding faculty in us is the one which gives us the notion of doership the pranamaya kosha the manomaya kosha and the vijnanamaya kosha they belong to the subtle body or the sukshma sharira and the last sheath which is beyond all these sheaths which is subtler than all these four sheaths is the anandamaya kosha which is the bliss sheath and it is nothing but the karana sharira it is our personality in its unmanifest or seed condition and the atman is beyond all these five sheaths that is what the author says then he says it is avastha traya sakshi which means it is the witness sakshi is witness to the three states of consciousness well what are these three states of consciousness the first one is the waking state which is called jagrat avastha then there is dream state which is called swapna avastha and the third state is the deep sleep state called sushupti avastha see in the waking state our body is active it is actively interacting with the world through the senses and in the dream state our body is not active however the mind continues to be active and we experience our own individual dream world through the mind whereas in the deep sleep state which is called the sushupti there is absence of experience absence of the experience of the world the objects the emotions or thoughts or any kind of experience is absent in this deep sleep state but there is something that continues to be present in all the three states witnessing all these three states and that is atman when we negate one by one like this i am not the sukshma sharira the sthula sharira the karana sharira i am not this five sheets or i do not belong to any of these three states of consciousness then when we negate one by one what remains is the atman and the author says the nature of this atman what is beyond all this and what remains in and through all this is sat 
Chit Ananda. Sat means being or existence. It is the intrinsic existence, the permanent existence in which everything else exists. And then Chit, the Chaitanya Shakti, which means the consciousness or awareness. It is in this Chit or the awareness of the Atman that everything else is made available to us or it illumines all our experiences. As the Kathopanishad says, Tameva Bhantam Anubhati Sarvam Tasya Bhasat Sarva Vidham Vibhati which means it is self-luminous and in its light everything else shines and in its light every experience is made available to us. It illumines every experience of ours. And then comes Ananda Swarupa that is bliss and this Atman is bliss itself. And whatever happiness that we experience, it comes from this Ananda Swarupa Atman. And this is about the definition of Atman. And the author, Sri Shankaracharya, leads us into a more elaborate description of this definition in detail, which we shall see next week. I will conclude with the Shanti Mantra. Om Purnamadah Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishyate Om Shanti Shanti Shantihi I thank Bhagwan for this opportunity. I am thankful to Team Radio Sai and every one of you. Jai Sairam.